0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Really
1: believe that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. Three, seven. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. <laughs> and- right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now.
0: <laughs> so put your trust in.
1: But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity They're with the enemy, their lives have been bought Whether you like it or not, you will either get shot No reverence from these reverence, only pathetic benevolence Who claims they hear without a shred of medical evidence They're in the public eye, lukewarm in kitchens On live television, saying Mormons are Christians I'm not throwing stones, I'm simply shouting the truth
0: Got no in hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. So we are starting uh, every Saturday. We're going to drop a, an episode of The Master's Dog, a new kind of feature of the show called the false teacher of the week Um, was suggested by uh, one of the ladies in our church i was having a conversation with her she watches the videos and doesn't know everybody that's in that intro video that we just listened to if you're listening online if you're doing the audio you have no idea what i'm talking about you just get Two minutes of, of some really cool music and a great song from Result as the theme music but in the YouTube channel it goes along with a video and in this video there are uh, false teachers uh, pictured throughout the video you can hear them as you listen you'll hear Todd White and you'll hear uh, Pat Robertson and K- uh, Kenneth Copeland and, and so on so those are some of the false teachers that are in the video And so she mentioned that she didn't know who everybody was and didn't realize that all of them were false teachers. A couple of them, um, or at least one of them, she was like, I thought he was pretty solid. So the suggestion was that I kind of do some shows on those false teachers. And so I decided for however long it takes us to get through everybody in that video at least, and then probably beyond that, um, I'm going to do false teacher of the week. So it's just another aspect of the master's dog podcast and uh instead of just responding to videos and stuff like that we're specifically um gonna plan out and and run through uh these false teachers that are in the video so as i thought about it and wanted to get things rolling with this i was like well where do i start and so i was going to go initially i was going to go okay i'm just going to start at the beginning and go through all the false teachers that are in there start with kenneth copeland and, and run through to the end. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll go in in order of how well-known they are or how just I would qualify them as like the worst false teachers and so on. And so that would also have started me out with Kenneth Copeland. But instead, I decided since Valerie had asked um, and suggested this and specifically had a question about one of these false teachers, I figured I will start with that guy, and uh, just so we get him out of the way, so she can have that, and then we'll um, we'll work our way through. So we are going to start episode one of False Teacher of the Week is going to be your friend of mine, Stephen Furtick. So I, I, you know, Stephen Furtick, I've I've known about him for. Um, coming up on 20 years now I know I've heard him him speak in probably 17 years ago 2003 2004 was the first time I heard anything from Stephen Furtick and at the time I was pastoring a vineyard church so my theology wasn't the best so I really didn't have any issues with him my my main issue with him was was this thing because this was the guy that I knew back in the day um, funky hair, uh, kind of, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I cringe to even admit that, that I called him one of the pretty boy pastors. So, um, yeah, I, I completely talk, cause I didn't listen. I mean, I didn't have issues with what I had heard him preach. I didn't listen to a whole lot of what he preached. I was just looking at him going, Dude. And this is the point where I was like, I think I'm getting old because I was looking at him like, you're a little punk um, with this. What is this? This this hair like you drive down the freeway and people think the sun is coming up because it's so bright. But um, so that was my main issue. I was like and then he was just, you know, the fashion and and so on. And and I've known tons of these guys over the years. Yeah. They're just like, well, you know, we have to look a certain way and we have to, I'm like, okay, no, you don't. You have to, you have to preach the word of God. Um, and it really doesn't matter what you look like, but this was the thing. This was, this is, this was the dude that I knew. So again, if you're listening online, sorry, he's got just the, the platinum dyed hair. It's it's like beyond bleach blonde to like white um, in his hair. So with this, as we talk about this, this was one of the, the one verse that really kind of hits me. Um, well, there's a few, but one that I was just going to um, throw up just so you guys can kind of have it. This is Second Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 3. I almost said 2 Timothy 2 because I see the two up there. Um, verse 2 through 9. Um, For people will be lovers of selves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth just as Janus and jambers opposed moses so these men also oppose the truth men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith but they will not get very far for their their folly will be plain to all so it's kind of the verse that sticks in my head when i think of of Furtick just you know lovers of self lover of money um, you know you'll hear people talk about and I'm not going to get into the size of his house he's got a, a million dollar home and, and and so on because I mean I I don't have a problem with people having big homes preachers having big homes I don't have a problem with that um, a lot of pastors and, and stuff that do have very large homes are are pastors that write a lot of books um, so on and again but a lot of the really solid pastors that do that, either they don't have really big homes or you just don't know about it. Um, I, think of, I think of guys like James White. I think of guys like Doug Wilson who, I mean, between the two of them, have probably written over 200 books. Um, and a lot of people have bought those books. So they've made a lot of money off those books. These men, I, again, you don't know how wealthy they are because they're not flaunting it. So um, some of you may not even know who those guys are, um, but I, I'm, I've got to assume that there's a level of wealth that these men have that they've made from their books. And so, if if either one of them had made over you know millions of dollars off their books, I would have no problem with ed, with them living in a million dollar home. They've worked for the money that they have, and and so be it. Right. So so that I'm not going to get into that aspect of Stephen Furtick and, you know, having a million dollar home does not make him a uh, a false teacher. But what Stephen Furtick is, Stephen Furtick is what and I learned this word recently as I was looking into uh, doing some stuff. Um, but what many people will call a narsajit. Um and and I actually did this a lot as a as a pastor in the vineyard, um, as a false teacher myself at one point in time I would take and I I think I probably even said it you can probably told somebody that you can take all the verses of the Bible and plug your name into them because it's all about you no it's not but this is what Stephen Furtick does the Bible is all about Jesus and that's where it the way it should be and that's who we should focus on and center on Um, but Furtick is a narcissist. he's one of these guys that plugs himself into to every single sermon um, that he does every uh, section of scripture that he preaches he plugs himself and his listener into those things and basically it's what it becomes is a health and welfare or health and wealth health and welfare there's a there's an army flashback um, a health and, and pros- health and wealth uh ministry prosperity gospel you know uh Uh, uh, twisted, perverted healing ministries. All those things come from when you plug yourself into the Bible, when you make the Bible about you. One of my favorite, uh, Matt Chandler, um, things and, and I even feel like he's going a little squishy lately, but one of my favorite, uh, messages that he preached was at the code orange with code orange conference is something that Furtick puts on there at elevation church. Um, somehow, Matt Chandler, I'm like, do these guys not listen to him? But somehow Matt Chandler got invited to speak there. And he stood up and he started preaching and he's talking about David. And he's like, you're not David. It's not about you. Don't do this. And it was amazing, amazing message. You should go look up Matt Chandler, Code Orange. You'll love it. Um, so Furtick is a narcissist that is that is false teaching does that elevate him to the level of heretic i would say not necessarily um bad teacher bad theology bad hermeneutic yes heretical will get there with with verdict and and because um, for a longest time i didn't think i was like well he's just a he's a bad teacher he's got bad hermeneutics he's just doing this all wrong but um when you go back and you start looking at different things, we we start moving down the path to heresy. So one of the things, the first, one of the, well, not the first thing, but one of the first things, yeah, I would say one of the first things I heard about Elevation Church, and this has been years, I don't know when they did this coloring book, but when I heard about it, that they have this coloring book for their kids' ministry. And in it, they refer to Stephen uh, Furtick as the visionary. Unity is this this page out of the book. There's a code that is in there. Honor and unity and a couple other things. But we are united under the visionary. So it's a united under the visionary. An elevation church is built on the vision God gave Pastor Stephen. We will protect our unity in supporting His vision is what it says at the bottom. And it's a color page that kids get to color. Stephen Furtick with the beardless, funky hair, Stephen Furtick is a picture they get to color. So that was one of the first things that I went, okay, I got to step back because it really makes his church all about him and not necessarily about Christ. And so that was one place where um, I kind of started to go, eh, all right starting more issues going on with this guy then they have a, like i can't i i couldn't find a, a printed out or a, an actual picture version of it but there's like this statement of faith where they go in there but many of these statements and i don't know if it's a membership uh you know pamphlet or or what but there's so many places where it says we serve a pastor I don't know anywhere that that should not appear in any church literature anywhere let's just just make it clear because no church member is there to serve their pastor pastors are there to minister to to serve the flock that god has given them to protect and to take care of uh and and so on the pastors are there to serve jesus came to serve and that's the, the, what the pastors come in. And as under shepherds, they stand, the elders of your, of your church, their job is to serve the body, to act as the under shepherd, to act as Jesus would towards the body. And Jesus says he came to serve, not to be served. So when you have a statement of faith or something like that, that says we serve a pastor, that blah, 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 you're already in the wrong place. Because the congregation is not there to serve the pastor. The congregation is there to be taught the word of God, to worship God, um, and to be ministered to by the elders that God has ordained and put in place over the flock. So to say that we serve a pastor or even that we will protect our unity and supporting his vision kind of thing to refer to him as the visionary, it just, it, it felt very cult like in there. So Another uh, thing that, that came up, and this is a, a few years later, probably, I don't know, um, I want to say oh, 2005, 2006 was when I heard this story, was that Stephen Furtick, uh, you know, our church, the church I go to, Refuge, um, the first time I ever went to Refuge Church, they had scheduled five people to be baptized. They baptized 22, this amazing uh, spontaneous baptism thing happened so I've seen real happen right I've seen real spontaneous baptisms where you I mean we had it a, another year where we were being doing baptisms in the river and I want to say we baptized another 25 26 people that day and just a steady stream of people going down and, and being baptized but it came out That Stephen Furtick, and and they're always bragging about their spontaneous baptisms, but they were prompted by people who were planted in the congregation to spur people on. So like 15 people strategically placed around the room that would come up and get baptized usually again uh, to spur people on to be spontaneously baptized. And then they would call it a move of the spirit, and they would call it all kinds of this other stuff. And well, you can't, you can't manipulate a move of the spirit. If you're manipulating things, it, it comes from the evil one. It literally, that kind of manipulation is, is satanic as I think about it, because you're literally tricking people. Into making a profession of faith, faith that maybe they haven't really made. I don't know. It just didn't like that. So, those are uh, a couple of things. I'm going to give you, uh, show you a, a video here real quick. This is the first time I heard Stephen, Furtick, And Maybe it's not the. Uh, yeah, well, it's the first time I remember hearing. I think there's another one that he he did. Um, talking about modalism. that may, I can't remember if it was before or after this, but this was one that, that went kind of crazy through the Internet. I think this is one that I commented on on Twitter that actually got Stephen Furtick to block me on Twitter. Um, so this is, uh, you can see on there if you're, if you're listening, the, the caption on the screen, false teacher Stephen Furtick says, God broke the law.
1: Because love will take you way further than the law ever could and what will really turn your heart to God is not when you hear his laws which were given for our good by the way but they were powerless because there wasn't enough leverage in our action to keep the law so what god did when he sent his son and this is why we get excited in church and this is why tears fill our eyes when we think about jesus and this is why the gospel is still good news in the world today because god broke the law for love
0: all right god broke the law for love is what he says and he, he twists scripture. This is this is an amazing thing that Stephen Furtick will do. Um, and it really, it kind of, if if you don't catch it, it is very feel good. It's very, um, you know, kind of pump you up kind of thing. But he'll take some scripture. And then again, the, the Narcissus that he does where he, he plugs you into that. But then he just tells stories about himself. I was actually taught. By my the the pastor that I uh, took over our church from taught us we did we did a, a preaching class it was me and I, I want to say like two other um, men were in this 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 preaching class that that uh, our pastor taught and he basically said get a section of scripture and then fill up the rest of your sermon with stories about yourself and I even remember balking at that i'm like i don't know if if that's you know it just didn't feel like me but i i took and i i kind of i mean for a while i i perfected this style of preaching i would take verses and i would just i would just talk about me for an hour or less um and the best sermons that I ever, that even I would go, these are my best ones, were the ones where I would lose that pattern and I would get into just getting into the word and digging into what the word says and what God is saying about him and himself and about Jesus and how we relate to him. And, you know, and it was this this slow transition that I went through um, from the point where I, I went through uh, Ray Comfort School of Biblical Evangelism, and this slow transition into, and it took over a year, uh, to slow transition into Reformed theology. But that's what uh, what Furtick does, is he takes these little bits of scripture, and then he gets away from the scripture. He doesn't really preach the word. He gives you a, a scripture, and then he makes it about him, or he makes it about you. And that's how that is how narcissists again. That's how prosperity ministries begin. False healing ministries begin is when you start making the word about you and the people and not about Christ. Well, then it there's an expectation that we are receiving something, and that's how a man can say literally blaspheme and say that God broke the law. Jesus never broke the law. There was no law broken. The law was fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled the law was actively obedient to the whole of the law and never sinned so that we could fulfill that great exchange that scripture talks about where he who knew no sin became sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of god jesus did that there was no breaking of the law it was a fulfillment of the law he went through and he was able to live it out to the the perfect letter of the law And then he went and he died the death that we deserve so God could be just and the justifier of those who have faith in Christ. Right? Romans 3, where it says, I mean, literally, I mean, has Stephen not ever read this? God cannot break the law because then he would not be just or the justifier. How did God become just and the justifier? Justice was served in the death of Christ on the cross. The wrath of the Father was poured out on him. So that if we will repent and put our trust in the work that he did and none of our own, then he is faithful to forgive us of our sins. He imputes us with his righteousness and he takes upon himself our sin. He was punished for it. He absorbed the wrath of the father for our sin and gave us his righteousness, his active obedience, everything he did that was good. Not just not sinning, but actively obeying the law. He did and presented that to us and puts that on us so that we can't just be called innocent or forgiven, but we are actually called righteous in him, and that is what is required. God did not break the law, but this is one of the heresies that, that, that Stephen Furtick teaches. And then the other one, I, do, I didn't get the video because I couldn't get one that was short enough to, to make it really succinct, but he did a, a, another sermon where he really talked about jesus changing forms god changing forms he's 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 known to be um a disciple i guess is a word that i would use he is a follower of td jakes and so he he's known to follow td jakes who is a known modalist and and i never realized that that stephen had kind of taken on that that modalism um heresy from td jakes i thought he was still i mean He's, he's a member of the southern baptist convention right and so you would think okay he still has a, a, a valid theological orthodox view of the trinity but no there at uh, this sermon that i listened to earlier today where he's talking about jesus changed forms he ghosted his his followers by by leaving the earth And becoming the Holy Ghost, becoming the Holy Spirit, changing, modalizing, uh, becoming a new mode or manifestation of, of God as one left and another came. And that is heresy. We see God by his power, by his amazing mystery of who he is, he is able to be God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit all at one time. Three persons, one being. You know the father is not the son the fa- son is not the spirit the spirit is not the father but the father is God the son is God the Holy Spirit is God you see I hope I've hope you've seen the the nice little uh, graphic that is out there that really lays that out so no they they one didn't become the other it wouldn't start out as God the Father in the Old Testament becoming Jesus Christ while he was manifest here physically on earth and then becoming the Holy Spirit after he left no God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and and God the Son are all present and active at all working right now. You know, it's not that one is gone and turned into the other, and we see that at Jesus' baptism. We see all three there in one place at one time. So we know that it's not one mode turning into another. You know, oneness does not uh, does not fit. Because that scripture in and of itself, where the voice from, of God coming from the heaven, the spirit of God descending in the form of a dove, Jesus coming out of the water, I did that whole thing backwards, Jesus comes out of the water, the Holy Spirit descends on him in the form of a dove and a voice from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love and whom I am well pleased. The Father, the Son, the Spirit, all present in one place at one time. This is a scripture that the Mormons try to use to say that the, the Trinity isn't real, that it's actually three gods. Well, no. Again, that would be because they don't think God can act outside of the laws of nature and physicality, Who, but he can. So God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit can all be God and those three persons at the same time because he's God. And and that's all there is to it. So that's a little bit. That's there. There's a, a, you know, a brief 30 minute. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, breakdown of Stephen Furtick and why he is a false teacher. Now, I have heard a couple of sermons that he's done that that seemed really good um, that did not go completely into heresy land or blasphemy land. But again, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Right. God used a donkey to to speak in his word and he has used Satan Um, you know we all we have to remember the devil is God's devil everything that went on with Job God allowed Satan to do and so yeah I completely missed uh, lost my train of thought in that but so every once in a while a false prophet or a false teacher can proclaim something that's accurate but the message and the gospel that they preach is not one that offers salvation to the people who need to hear it so I would encourage you to remember you know one Paul tells us and the reason why I'm even doing this section is because I mean if I you know people come at me and I'm I know I'm probably gonna hear it with the you know don't judge and this and that and. And all kinds of things. Paul says mark those that cause division. Mark those who cause division. Identify the false teachers. Call them out by name. He did it. He called out those by name who were false teachers. And he says mark those who cause division. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words because they're necessary. Until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.